Greetings to my listeners all around the world. Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing's podcast number 116 on May 18th of 2023. My name is Ian Duncan McDonald. In today's podcast, I'll be answering three interesting questions received in the last week. But before I begin, I'd like to remind listeners that the purpose of my podcasts and my books is to show those with patience and common sense that they are capable of successfully managing their own investment portfolios. They just need to be shown how easy it can be. Achieving lifetime financial independence as a self-directed investor is possible, and my objective is to show you how. Question number one. How do you overcome a deep loss in stocks and start investing again? You learn from your losses. I lost $300,000 of my life savings in the mutual funds my investment advisor put my money into. It represented a large amount of the money that I would need to support myself when I retired. The advisor had told me that when I retired, I would cash in about 4% of the mutual fund units each year to live on. He assured me the money would last even if I lived to be 90. When I asked him how much he was charging me for managing my money, he told me that it was so little that I would not even notice it. I was expected to leave my future in his capable hands. When I did ask questions, I got back a lot of technical jargon, which I am sure was meant to intimidate me and discourage questions about my investments. How naive and trusting I must have been. I had no idea what the mutual fund was invested in, and really, I did not care because I was paying a professional with decades of experience to manage my money. When it dawned on me after several years that my life savings had shrunk by $300,000 and that what was left was not enough to support me in my retirement, which was no longer a distant event, I opened a self-directed investment account, sold the mutual funds, and set out to learn how to safely invest. I never again wanted to worry about outliving my savings. I figured I could not do worse than what the professional had done with my money. If I did do worse, then it would not be because I was ignorant about what I was invested in. It took me about two years through trial and error to figure out investing. Since I had spent decades building commercial risk warning systems, I approached buying the stock of companies as just another form of commercial risk. Not much different than lending these companies money or insuring them. I created a stock scoring system which rated the safety, strength, and desirability of companies from 0 to 100. I only invested in high dividend paying companies because 
That was the fastest and the easiest way to identify strong companies. Dividends are paid out of the company's profits. A dividend income frees you from worrying about generating income by buying and selling shares whose prices are controlled by emotional speculators. It took me two years to recover the $300,000 I had lost, and I did finally retire. For these last 19 years of my retirement, much to my surprise, I've been able to generate a generous, growing, six-digit dividend income from my portfolio of 20 carefully chosen, diversified dividend stocks. I was also pleasantly surprised to see that the dividend payments did not shrink during the 2008 and 2020 market crashes caused by speculators. The value of the portfolio is now several multiples larger than when I started. Much of it was in tax-free retirement accounts. I am now being told by my accountant to start winding down these tax-free accounts more quickly to save my estate from a high tax hit. I had been reinvesting the dividends in these tax-free accounts. Friends asked me how I was able to achieve financial independence. I'm a writer. For them, I wrote a simple, straightforward investment books, free of jargon to make it easy for them to self-manage their own life savings. It pleased me to see how well it worked for them. You are perfectly capable of managing your own retirement savings. Doing so will save you hundreds of thousands in fees, commissions, and charges taken by the investment professionals. You will know exactly what you are invested in and why you are invested in it. No one cares as much about your money as you do. Question number two. How did your May 14th, 2020 forecast for U.S. airline stocks turn out? May 14th of 2020 was a time of panic. The COVID pandemic was going to eventually kill millions. Populations were adapting to wearing masks and isolating themselves. Offices were deserted as employees were working from home. Physically meetings had transferred to remote meetings over the internet. This was the lowest point of what turned out to be a short-term market crash. We were informed that Warren Buffett, hyped as being the greatest value investor in the world, had sold all his airline stocks, $4 billion worth. Air travel had dropped to 5% of its pre-pandemic level. Airline employees were being offered early retirement. Airline executives had taken pay cuts. Hundreds of thousands had left the industry which has now created a massive staffing hole that needs to be filled. Capital expenditure projects by the airlines had been shelved. Billions of dollars 
and the emergency loans have been taken out by the airlines. The daily cash burn rate of the airline industry was reported to be over $100 million a day. The U.S. government had passed a $50 billion aid airline package contingent on the airlines not furloughing employees or cutting their pay. This ignored the reality that hundreds of thousands of the 750,000 employees in that industry were now redundant. In the world of commercial risk where I come from, when there are too many suppliers to serve a market, the weakest suppliers usually disappear through a merger or insolvency. The survivors become stronger as they acquire the departed market share. My question on that day in May of 2020 was which of the three major airlines, American Airlines, stock symbol AAL, Delta Airlines, stock symbol DAL, and United Airlines, stock symbol UAL, would survive. Three years have gone by. There is now a pent-up demand for travel. All three of these airlines are still with us. They are desperately trying to hire employees to meet this pent-up travel demand, which has allowed them to greatly increase airfares. The summer months are the peak travel season. 25,000 airline pilots seeing an opportunity to leverage a situation and increase their salaries have voted to strike this month. You can't blame them. High interest rates, meant to cool high inflation, have effectively hurt the incomes of the pilots, just like everyone else. To avoid a strike at Delta Airline in 2022, their management agreed to boost their pilots' wages by 34% over four years. The other airline pilots are looking for the same kind of settlement in 2023. This may be difficult to achieve. The government can vote to block a strike on the basis that it would be interfering with interstate commerce. In December of 2022, they already blocked a railway strike for higher wages. If this were done, the pilots could retaliate by refusing to work overtime. It may encourage 50% of those pilots who will be forced to retire within 15 years to take early retirement. The three largest airlines, American, Delta, and United, have their challenges. They are very large corporations whose shares are owned by millions of investors. American has a revenue of $52.3 billion and a market cap of $9.2 billion. Its current share price is $14.20. Delta has revenues of $54 billion and a market cap of $21.48 billion. Its current share price is $33.82. 
United has revenues of $48 billion and a market cap of $14.8 billion. Its current share price is $43.35. If share prices reflect the popularity of a company with speculative investors, these three airline industry companies are not winning any popularity contests. United, although smaller than Delta and American, appears to be more attractive to investors than the other two. All three still have a long way to go to exceed the share prices they established before the pandemic. The highest recorded share price for American Airlines after it was reorganized in 2014 was $55.78 in March of 2015. On May 11th of 2020, it hit a low of $9.04. In January of 2020, just before the stock market crash, it was at $27.32. The highest it has reached since 2020 was $24.97 on March 15th of 2021. Delta's price history is not much different. After its 2007 implementation share price of $20.50, it had reached a high of $47.63 by March of 2015. In January of 2020, just before the stock market crash, it was at $62.03. On May 11th of 2020, it hit its low of $19.19. The highest it has reached since then was $24.97 on March 15th of 2021. United's price history shows greater strength than the other two. When it was reformatted in 2006, it was $43.35, which is close to its current price. The highest recorded share price for United was $94.84, in November of 2018. In January of 2020, just before the crash, it was at $89.70. During the short crash, it dropped to low of $19.32 on May 11th of 2020. When you look at those factors that indicate a stock strength, United wins with a book value of $21.09 compared to Americans' $8.91 and Delta's $10.26. This is interesting because all three have almost identical operating margins, which seems to indicate they operate similarly and are faced with the same expenses. Warren Buffett was wise to sell his airline stocks and pour money into companies like Amazon and Apple. Tech stocks flourished during the pandemic. Although Berkshire Hathaway doesn't pay dividends to its shareholders, most of the stocks in the portfolio do pay dividends. Until these airlines' operating margins improve substantially, you're unlikely to see them again paying dividends and interesting someone like Mr. Buffett. My concern that Because of the pandemic, the market crash, and inflation, one of these major airlines would fail or may emerge were not realized. However, they were hurt 
and are still facing an uphill battle, it will be a few years before their share prices reach new record highs. Question number three. How would you invest $1 million to generate a good, safe dividend income? Find stocks that you never intend to sell. Invest in the 20 financially strongest companies of these strong stocks who are paying high dividends between 4 and 9%. To find and score your initial choice of stocks, use the following information items to grade the stocks. This information is easily and freely available. Number one, current share price. Number two, share price four years ago. Three, measuring the difference between the current price and the price two years ago. Number four, the book value of the stock. Number five, measuring the difference between the current price and the book value. Number six, the number of analysts recommending the stock as a buy. Number seven, the number of analysts recommending a future share price 50% or more greater than the current share price. Number eight, the dividend yield percent. Number nine, the company's operating margin percent. Number 10, the daily average of shares traded. Number 11, the price to earnings ratio. To make this grading process easier, borrow one of my investment books where you can see how to use this data. It is explained in detail and hundreds of high dividend stocks have been graded already. The next step is to review the last 24 years of share prices and dividend payouts. You're looking for stability and constant profitable growth as reflected in the dividend payouts. Dividends are paid out of profits. The dividend payouts reflect the character of the executives controlling the company. A company that has consciously increased its dividend payouts by a few cents every year for the last 20 years is highly likely to keep on increasing its dividend payouts for years to come. Dividend payouts are conscious decisions. The final step is to do a Google search. Enter the company's name followed by the words complaints and legals. You can sometimes be surprised by what this simple search turns up. The results can sometimes immediately rule out a stock for consideration. 20 stocks chosen this way will provide a reliable annual dividend income as well as significant capital gain year after year. It will keep your income ahead of inflation. Investing equally in 20 stocks provides the safety of diversity. No single stock's deviation from its norm is going to impact the strength of the total well-chosen portfolio. At various times, share prices will be better or worse than expected, but they will rarely impact on the dividend payments. The objective is to realize an average 6% dividend income from the portfolio and see its capital gain increase on average 
about 12% a year. Having scored thousands of stocks, I have seen that dividend payouts usually rise faster than their share prices. It was a revelation to me to see in the market crashes of 2008 and 2020 when share prices dropped as much as 50% that the dividend payments in my portfolios either remained steady or in a few cases even increased. Why? Because dividends are paid out of profits. Profits are the result of logical expense and revenue decisions made by a company's management. By contrast, share prices are controlled by the competitive, often emotional bidding between optimistic and pessimistic speculators. Share prices at best are only influenced by company profits. Investing a million dollars this way should generate an average, growing, safe income for the rest of your life. This only works as a self-directed investor because as soon as you involve investment advisors, their fees will eat up too much of the dividend income and capital gain. Initially, your income should be about $60,000 a year. It will rise each year from the normal capital gains realized in a portfolio of strong stocks. Since dividend income is taxed at a lower rate than employment income, you may be surprised by how much disposable income you now realize. Thanks for listening. If you wish more information on investing and stock scoring, please visit my website www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com.